Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own. It's episode 108 and we're at full strength tonight on the podcast. Can hey. you tell? Yeah, your poor voice is, is still... Is that... Yeah, I'm not necessarily at full strength personally, no. but at full strength of we have Brendan and Aaron on That's the same true. episode at full the same teenage. time. Those full of you who are happening. patrons, you've actually heard us have it go... Only Aaron, only Brendan, only Aaron in the situations in the last week. And Brendan's carried you guys to the Wednesday episode. So, man, oh, yeah. we're back together. Together yes. again. Those of you out there who are patrons at $2 level, you are our last. You're locked in. You are locked in. No. You guys, thank you so much for supporting us. We are no longer including that tier in our patron. And, you know, we said that it was going to go away. What we ended up seeing, talking to Kirk Kais last night and working through the system, we have a sold-out option. Yeah. And so there's a limited number. There's 11 of you out there right now, and there's only 11. And as you guys decide, you know, we're supporting Photog Adventures, I've done my part, I'm moving on, and I'm going to go buy some packs of gum instead of giving Photog Adventures $2 anymore. Then Two candy bars, man. <laughs> It's Not two candy bars two. a month. I guess it can be two, huh? <laughs> so then if you guys disappear, we'll keep shortening that and shortening that until the $2 category is completely gone. But that means, well, what about the rewards of the $2 category? Well, those of you who are already there, got the stickers, got access to our Photog favorites, and we'll submit things. You're still a part of it. You're grandfathered in. You're going to be there forever. Yeah, if you want to see it that way. Stay that way. It's fine. Yeah. And if you checked it recently and you've been there because of photog, uh, MilkyWayPhotographers.com, we have an announcement for that that's coming up and it will be important, let's just say in January. The beginning, first day, New Year's Day. It'll be important. Yeah. It'll but be nothing great. right now. Right now, I'm just looking at my awesome new hat. Yeah. So you got your hat from our merch yes. site. The company that is doing our behind the scenes, picking up the order, picking up the orders, creating them, and drop shipping them, putting Photog Adventure sticker on the outside. That was really cool to see today, by the way. It was, wasn't it? They have the sticker yeah. on the shipping label and the package itself, and it felt really good seeing Photog yeah. Adventures. PhotogAdventures.com, and then it had a little message saying, get out there and have a Photog Adventure of your own, all on the packing label. That felt awesome. Yeah, so you got your hat. I got my shirt like last week, and yeah. I've, been, I've worn that a couple times. And uh feels good. Feels good to have our own merch on. So if you guys haven't checked it out since the Black Friday deals, we announced it during that weekend. We have a merchandise site now. If you go to merch.photogadventures.com or if you go to photogadventures.com, and right now it currently says merch, but by the time you hear this, it'll probably say merchandise. Look for the link on the menu for merchandise, and you yeah. can go to our store. Yeah. Uh, we got some cool shirts there, uh, some funny quotes that we've come up with in the last couple of years, <laughs> and uh, lots more to come too. So keep checking back, guys, because I really want to add, personally, I want to add like at least two products a week, you know? So I think we can totally do that, and uh, we'll have some more fun with it. If you guys have any suggestions, let us know. You send us a message on um, our group 
or uh, you can instant message us or Messenger, I guess, if you guys are. What do you mean by instant number. messenger? What service are you talking down? Facebook, on Facebook? Messenger. Okay, yeah, they yeah, can you tap can. into that, right? And yeah. uh, and email us as well if you guys have if you guys have something funny that you remember that we said in the last three years of the podcast, and you guys really want that as a shirt or something, let us know because maybe we missed something, and so. Guys, give us some give us some tips and let us know what you want us. <laughs> we definitely got to do something photog misadventure themed. Oh, I yeah. don't know what. Honestly, for those who listen to the Derek Sturman podcast, hands down, he has got the best misadventure I've best. ever ha- ever seen to date. Worst ever. <laughs> oh man. Oh, and I should mention Brendan. Jordan Yance had his new baby. Congrats to his family. Hey, congrats, Jordan. Congrats, Jordan. He's one of our buddies. He is basically part of Photog Adventures. He's been supporting us and been helpful to us for so many years now. day one. Yeah, Yeah, right? And if we go live, we know Jordan Yance is showing up. That guy is- Seriously, almost every time. He's awesome. (laughs) We love you, Jordan. Congrats with your new baby. Enjoy the miserable months that are ahead. (laughs) And have a Enjoy the smell of fresh babies. (laughs) They do actually smell really good. They always do. Yep. Let's get into the awesome stuff now, which yes. is uh, our grand opening and tour. Our grand opening? Well, sorry. Okay. The <laughs> thing like we it. went to tonight, the event of the grand opening and tour of Really Right Stuff that has moved to Lehigh, Utah, which is literally one freeway exit away from Aaron's freeway exit uh, at his place. And Doesn't it feel like ours now, though? It's ours. <laughs> it's our company now because they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, in our, in their, they're here in our hometown and- uh, where we live like blocks away. It is really, really exciting. When I was driving up there to, I was just a few minutes late from the actual like time that they started. But Thank goodness they were late starting. They, yeah. They were pretty late starting actually. And that's Very. typical. You yeah. Know? And so, cause there's always latecomers like me coming in. And so, uh, <laughs> stragglers. stragglers. Anyways, as I drove, oh, you know, freeway exit turned into the street and I saw, and the, 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 the GPS was telling me to go like another block up the road, really? but I saw that sign on the building <laughs> with the logo RRS. And I'm just like, yeah, that's the place. This is it. Obviously I'm turning right here. So, um, yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, we got went there. So the grand opening, they right had, here. yeah, we got some, we got some swag bags after they did all the announcements and we did a tour. And, um, so it's really cool. I mean, they've got, CNC machines. They have what's a CNC you know, machine? I know what I saw it do. But what's it stand for? CNC. It's cutting up metals. Cut and cut. I mean, it's like <laughs> here's your cut and cut machine. We call yeah. it CNC. It, it stands for something else, but uh, I can't remember <laughs> what the acronym stands for right now. But I used to know it. I thought if I used you're to not know it. a machinist or an engineer like I am, not yeah. It basically is a giant self-enclosed room that on the inside, water, lubricant, and materials are being carved out by a robotic arm. Okay, that's the most advanced CNC machine. Oh. The basic CNC machine is not enclosed. It does not use water. It does not, you know, so you can CNC anything. You can CNC wood, metal, plastic, whatever. I could, whatever this word is, turn it into a verb and do something with it because yes. I don't even know what CNC is. Yes, okay. So what, what a C, basically what a CNC machine is is like something that you clamp a material to Okay, so usually it's it on a flat table. So you clamp something like wood or metal, and then the CNC is a router that basically goes down, down and around. So it goes it has Z axis and Y X and Y axis, and that's so all axes. Axes. Well, no, it's not because that machine we saw today had nine axes. How many axes? Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. That's what's blowing tri- my mind. That's what's tripping out. Tri- I mean, seriously, because really, really <laughs> high-end CNC machines have seven, and he's like, "Yeah, this has nine. And it's like, "Holy crap!" 
Like, this is serious. Do you you count every degree off of the Y as a different axis then? Yeah, anything that does uh, yaw and pitch is as an axis, two different axes. And then there's another axis on that one where it goes, where the pitch can go back and forth or something. I was crazy. I don't even know. Y up and down, X left and right, and the other direction perpendicular to that left and right. So your basic axis is X, Y, Z. you're also going and yawing. But then it turns and stuff, and yeah, it's it's nuts. Okay, yeah, I guess there's a 360 degree option of axes. Right, and there's some crazy mechanics, uh, machinists out there that have built machines that do nine axes or more i mean if you have a robotic arm that goes all the way around you could have like basically infinite amount of axes so it's crazy so uh the axes uh, of power yes it's it's amazing Italy, germany so we did go to this place we saw the awesome machine we saw the care and the level of detail they put into building these amazing products let me just say right now before today, really right stuff was just a really expensive way of buying something. And, and they never thought really right? quality like tripods. Yeah. Not even like dream, not even like, oh yeah, maybe next year I can afford that. It's like, it's so out of our it's league. Like, I, don't like, I don't need even know. to afford that. Right. I felt that way. Right. I was like, ah, oh, man, come that. on. My yeah. L brackets are from Sunway Photo. I'm not going to buy the really right stuff L bracket. Mm-hmm. But then after being there tonight, uh, what was once just a price that was higher. I realize it's a lot more than that. It is, isn't it? It's not just because they produce everything in USA in the USA, and so it's more expensive than but China made. They don't just produce it, it's but they just source. That. Every material is sourced down to oh. the screws. They won't even outsource screws from China. If the screws are made in the U.S., they will use them. If they they will not even consider outsourcing even the screws and the and the. Uh, you know, washers and everything is all U.S. sourced. They're benefiting the United States economy yeah. from the very beginning to the very Ground smallest up. thing. Yeah. And it's just that quality of attention to watching this team, the small team really, working mm-hmm. on these. Imagine if you had your buddy who's just really good with his hands and he's out there handling these carbon fiber tubes and he's just purposefully making sure that everything is glued on, lubricated well, and in good condition for each leg and just handling each section and putting them on these egg carton, yeah. like an 18, yeah. was it an 18 or is that like 36 eggs? Yeah, it was not even like, like a 36 egg carton tray. That, like yeah, that but it looked like they were more specialized. Like they were like, they were like specialized egg cartons. They could, it looks like they were, yeah, it's true. but they, they looked like their they, own. Yeah, they were like specially used for this leg system. And they can reuse them like a hundred times probably because oh, yeah. they're just cardboard. It just separates them yeah. as they're working on them. And so there's just, there's just some real tender love and care that goes into every aspect of it. Even just the way that they sand and polish off their L brackets, they do things that they have no reason to do other than for quality. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I just, I got converted. I realized it's not just money, it's quality. And it is legitimate quality worth paying for. And so I changed my tune on really right stuff I mean, today. we saw the little machine. There's a quality control machine that they pull you know, 5% of their samples out. And this thing literally goes around and pokes it. That measurement machine yeah, that had pokes, the little poker? It pokes the entire model. So they have a model that was seen. They have a model they use for the CNC machine. They take that model, put it in this other program, that, and, then they, and it tests the final cut to the model to see if it's, and it's, it's sensitive down to one. Thousandth? Ten thousandths of an inch. Oh, wow. Oh, so a piece gosh. of paper is three thousandths of an inch. So imagine... A piece three of paper times thick greater. is three thousandths of an inch. So imagine something precise, more three times, three times more precise than the paper thin paper. I mean, it's just well, it's if nuts. A, if a paper is three thousandths of an inch, that wouldn't ten thousand inch be like three papers stacked high with a little bit of extra? No, because it actually goes when you go to it thousandths. Oh yeah, yeah. Got to go the other smaller. direction in math. 
Yeah. Three thousandths of an inch versus ten thousand inches. Yeah. It's a smaller, finer yeah. line. Yeah, it's three oh. times finer than paper. They laser etch every single item that comes that goes out, that ships out. So like they spend like the laser etcher is so it fast. What, ten seconds per the whole process. Logo? Yeah. So they put a piece in, they set it up, they hit they hit go, they laser etch really fast. Like it only takes like a second or two to laser etch like their logo and something, which is crazy fast. I can't even Instead, fathom like, that. The whole process was ten seconds. The whole second, think whole about, process, is ten seconds from putting it in, laser etching it, taking it out, setting mm, it aside. That's what it was. Is ten about ten seconds, and uh, but for me, one of the coolest things was to a meet the owner and his son, who's really awesome. Oh wait, you just jumped from laser etching Sorry. to the whole like overall yeah, benefit the of overall going awesome thing. <laughs> okay, go back, go back. The yeah, laser the etching thing is just the cool. It's thing just the tip it. of the iceberg for the quality, right? All you do I mean, is cr- cutting out to the white logo is just yeah. by virtue of what the metal looks like once you carve it out. Yeah, it wasn't actually white. like the logo looks like it's painted on, but There's it's no not. It's ink, actually laser etched. Nothing laser etched. It's pretty cool. I, I'm geeking out about that alone. And so just the whole process, everything that they do, all the little tender, loving little touches the ad you know i see why it costs more it's not bogus it's not a let's just charge more to make it seem more valuable i've no. seen what they're doing i talked with the people i've shaken hands with the people who make these it's incredible and i would pay for their quality now you know what it, you know it really is it's the Roy's roy rolls royce rolls royce bear the Rolls Royce bears of the tripod industry. <laughs> Rolls Royce. It's bear. a Rolls Royce of the tripod of the of the camera industry. It really is because Roy, Rolls Royces are built. I can't hear hand that built. I know. Royce bear Once you hear Royce, it's like Rolls Royce. Oh, Royce bear. That's what he's named after. Good job, um, parents of Royce. <laughs> His brother thinks Rolls. I hope you're laughing about that, right, Royce? <laughs> so it is. So it is the Rolls Royce of the industry when it comes to these things are machined and then everything is hand assembled. You know, like yeah. they're designed so well and then they're hand tested and hand assembled and hand built. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. And you mentioned at one point during the tour that you bet they don't even sell chipped and ruined versions or anything that didn't go no, well because they, they so don't. quality check everything. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't get produced. It never no, becomes the, a they final. They stand trip. behind their name. It's one of those companies that really does stand behind the quality and they, like, they, ha- they don't have a scratch and dent section. Okay. You cannot buy something from them that's scratch and dent. They just, they probably will never do it because it's just, they won't, it's just the quality thing. They won't sell nothing but the best. And one of the guys there was saying, look, I polish these things sometimes three times the final cleaning, right? Before it gets bagged. (laughs) He says, sometimes I'll clean this thing three times before I'm satisfied that it's perfect when it leaves here. You know, like it's that attention to detail and that perfectionism as a company. It's a culture in their company and it's, it's a fantastic culture to have as, as a company. Oh, it really is tremendous. I've fallen in love with them. And I, I went there with just hopes of seeing what it really was and maybe getting a chance of getting a discounted version of one of their products. Mm-hmm. I'm in love now. And now we're like, please, please let us be ambassadors oh, or man. something. Let I us mean, represent you somehow. Obviously, that'd be <laughs> awesome. And we are. We are definitely in, in a great way with them. And I think that it's going to be a wonderful working relationship. So right now, our unbiased love for them is before we even have any of their equipment. We've it's just true. seen others yeah. with it. Rusty Parker's had an awesome one. Jeff Peterson has one. You know, all Drew of the stuff one. that Drew has. Even Kurt has a set of tripod legs. And so we've seen them in action. But we never had them. Mm-hmm. And we have this love for them now. So we really have no biases 
from them or from owning it yet. We are just excited about being a part of it now and we're looking forward to it. And then in the future, if we become ambassadors of them, they'll have to be a you know full disclosure. We're ambassadors of really right mm-hmm. stuff when we talk fawningly but about it. But not be a bad thing. But right now, guys. Yeah. I don't know why I wanted to match your voice <laughs> level, but uh, we are just talking from the heart. And yeah. yeah, maybe it's just really fantastic marketing that they did with this tour. And so they bought us. We're just, we're, we got sold, but they weren't trying to sell us. No, they were just, nope, they're just showing what they us doing. what they do and how they do it. Yeah. Literally amazing. And the awesome part for the night for me was the guy giving the tour in our group. So they split the whole, you know, there's about 150 people maybe there. Something they like that. They split them all up into groups and they did tours around the facility and our tour guide was actually a buddy of mine that i haven't seen for 20 years yeah that and was so, so great i knew he was in california and he's like wait are you burning porter i'm like oh my gosh what like i know this face i know this face like oh my gosh it's my buddy matt like oh my gosh <laughs> holy cow like what how long you worked here? he's like i worked here for 11 years like no way yeah. and he's like and then he tells us that he is <laughs> not only the lead engineer but he said after a couple after working here for a couple years they said we're going to get in the tripod industry. Matt, you need to design and build us a tripod to sell. Uh, like his, what? Like those tripods tripod. are his babies. His brainchilds are the tripods that we know that our friends know and love. <laughs> this guy designed them and built them with this team from scratch. I mean, that is freaking amazing and awesome and since he's such close friends with brendan let's burn that bridge any of you who own a really right stuff tripod all your complaints and wishes that they had different let us know don't if, tell me because i'm i'm no nope. i'm only going to refer good ideas to him to make improvements <laughs> well, these are going to be good ideas <laughs> but you know what this mark ii version's out and unless you have oh, a mark ii yeah. version don't give us any complaints on the mark one version but if you have anything that you thought i always wish i had this right this always happens let us know because we've actually got an in to talk to them and we have an ear on the actual I, I, I bet their customer service is pretty good in oh, general. Of course. I, mean, I bet they're, I mean, they're like super it. cool people and I bet they're really awesome uh, customer service agents to deal with. Now I cut you off and stopped you from jumping all the way to the end of the story. You started saying something about the owner and the owner's son. Yeah. Well, just meeting them and my friend Matt tonight was just really, that was the pinnacle of my night. I was just like, I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> like this place is so awesome. But then I, I can connect with people that I, that I respect. And then the guy that I haven't seen forever, that I, that I, I love that guy and I haven't seen forever. So it's just like, dude, this, this is awesome. Really great opportunity great for them to move out here to Utah. Yeah. They talked a lot about the things. I used to live in California. Some of you live in California. You know the situation with, and they even said tonight, moving to Utah, our employees now can afford to buy a house. That's it's that one, crazy. That was one, that was one big, it was like a, it was like a three pronged effect. You know, of like they, why they decided yeah, to move. Housing was huge for their employees to have affordable housing because several of their employees left because they had to move out because they just they couldn't afford to live there. It's like, I can't afford to live here. It'd be great to yeah. work with you guys, but I can't live here. But it was the building of a new facility. They needed to expand their business. They could not keep up with the demand. Do you remember the dimensions? It was like 18,000 square 18, feet. 18,000 square feet. 40 now it's 40 something plus. thousand square feet. <laughs> yeah. And Ooh. so they've more than doubled the amount of space they have now. And they said they got it done faster than they would have ever had it built in California and for less. And so when you think about uh, doubling, hurts. I love California and it hurts to hear that. I know. And they had five acres to build on, but even just to expand the building, just to expand the current building was more than what they did building a double the size here. Yeah. I mean, that is crazy. And, and so it was cool to see how that works. Economics is, 
you know, one, one of my other things I really like to uh, keep up on every once in a while. And so when people talk economics, I'm like, my ears perk up. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me see. Um, so it's a great so, night. Yeah, great a, fun. Just a great, great night. Really yeah. cool that they moved. They are literally one exit away from me. Nine minute drive. So we're going to stop by as often as we can. And, and that's uh, exactly what Joe Jr. <laughs> said. He's like, hey, man, just email me and communicate. Give me a call. Keep doing it for the next few months, and we'll be able to get out there. Yeah, He's we want to go out with these us. guys and shoot and do some get to know better and then uh, see what we can do to help them. We're going to write a blog post about our event tonight and then uh, see how that goes from there. And a blog post about Milky Way photography and what to know. I mean, we're going to mm-hmm. teach their audience Milky Way photography. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah. What a freaking amazing place to really write stuff is. Oh, my gosh. Let's yeah. go ahead and take our first break of the podcast, and we'll come right back and talk about quality in other areas of our photography. Okay. And here's a little taste of how that episode went. With All right. Me. It's episode 107, and welcome back, patrons. You can catch him on plenty of places like National Geographic, Time, NBC News, CBS News. Alan Dyer, where are you located, Alan? Hey, Aaron. I'm in Alberta. This picture that you have posted from last night with the orb of green of Comet Wirtanen. Any information about the time that it's going to be in the night sky? So in the next two weeks until mid-December, our prime prime time. Uh, it's closest to the Earth on December 15th. It'll be an interesting photographic challenge, particularly around the 15th and 16th of December when it'll be sitting just below the Pleiades star cluster, Ooh, which cool. are e- very easy to find. It, it moves up from the south w- where it is now and, and heads up through Taurus and uh, in between the Hyades. So thanks for listening, guys. We're excited to have you join us on Patreon, and we'll check you out later. Welcome back to the Photog Adventures podcast, everybody. Today, we have been talking about really right stuff and how they have moved to Utah mm-hmm. and just really got me thinking a lot about quality. It's paying for quality. Oh, man, dude. In the past, I paid for quality because I thought, okay, I just want to buy one camera bag. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay mm-hmm. big, buy the Horizon Mind Shift. Everyone loves it. And now I just... It's not the camera bag is a terrible example of a place to pay now for quality and never change because camera bags, you find all the reasons why you don't like the one you've got and mm. why you want the other ones, but then there's no perfect camera bag. So I'm gonna there be, can be. I think you just gotta find it. I think it's out there. I don't know if there is such a thing. Now, can it be perfect for you? Yes. That's what I'm saying. But the perfect camera bag that everyone recommends turns out to be perfect for you. It's such a personal preference. It really is. Uh, camera bags are one of those things that you're probably always going to be upgrading probably every three to five years, I'm betting. If not that's more. Probably, yeah, that's probably fairly normal timeline, I think. So then you think about where else did I buy quality? Where else did I pay for quality? And I felt like I did in my tripod. You did. Your Faisal's the next thing I was thinking of. Yeah. $500. And I thought that was bonkers. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you spent $500 on a tripod? <sighs> like, that's insane. Why would you ever do that? Because I was only going to buy one, man. Only going to buy one. Yeah. Already. <laughs> I mean, yes, I was just professing my love for really right stuff. And I am going to get a really right stuff tripod someday, but maybe someday soon. Maybe I could get another Joe Jr. and be like, Joe Jr., Mark 1, you don't need these anymore. You have Mark 2s. Yeah, if we can schmooze them just enough uh, somehow (laughs) by uh, getting in their their good graces. No, I don't even know the producing Mark 1s anymore. I think when they phased, when they started 
That's the best thing Mark about it. Twos? That's why giving one to me won't matter. Well, if they have if back they have stock, but I don't stock. know if they do. If they I don't have any stock, I wouldn't be surprised. They're yeah. really efficient. They have a lot of gear probably out there with people who are resellers. And yeah. so, yeah, they probably don't have anything. And Joe Jr. would take care of us. He would give us a, a Mark II. Yeah, if, I, I, us any at all. if we were somehow to become ambassadors for them or something like that, that's kind of our, like our dream right now <laughs> is to be either uh, affiliated with them or ambassadors or some some kind of sponsorship. Yeah, I don't want to go them. too deep into that so, right now. I, I know, just I'm just dreaming. Sorry, I'm getting in dream mode now. <laughs> but so. we didn't mention it, but I did a pull up on the largest one of the yeah. tripods. They had it there saying that you could do a pull up on it. And I'm like, well, okay, can I do it? And they're just thinking, oh, well, let me tighten this. Look at the fatty over there. Let me tighten all of the legs. Make sure no. Nothing well, they didn't happens. want you to fall. And then sue them. And so I went for it, pulled, did a pull up. I think I got my chin close, but not a full pull up technically, and hung there. Pretty, pretty sturdy, amazingly Still, sturdy, yeah. and amazingly long. This was an insane one. If you guys talked about a really tall it's their tripod, biggest one, right? this one is one meant for no one really, and movie companies use it to put tall gear on. Right. That's what that is built for. It was, oh, or if was you're like on a cliff extended. face and there's a like rock below you, you can literally extend the leg down and have it touch that rock, and then like you could be safely on that cliff face kind of thing. Like Which it's, is the big benefit of a long yeah. leg that can stretch out in front of you on yeah. a downhill Seriously, slope. yeah. I honestly imagine myself using that because like our uh, the last trip we took to in February to Arches, that's exactly the kind of situation I would have used that big tripod in. Yeah. Yeah. So you're out there. You're a photographer. You just barely got started. You've been out doing it for a year. You've been doing it for two years now. We're all still buying freaking gear. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just never ending. Right. So buy for quality. When I think about anywhere else I bought for quality, uh, I think about my camera body. Mm-hmm. I advanced mm-hmm. from the 70D to the 60, right. now a 5D Mark IV, just this year, 5D Mark IV. But stupid technology changes despite the fact that it's quality it'll work for multiple years there's reasons to possibly change sure i mean that camera could easily last 10 years yeah work and it will still be a great camera 10 years from now but you know with the 5d uh with the esr coming out and with the pro line up ahead like mm-hmm. i mean if the rumors are true if there is like a crazy <laughs> 75 megapixel you know <laughs> sensors on this thing it would be phenomenal, right? I mean, it would like totally compete with Sony on like all levels. And plus this fact that they have a big sensor with huge lenses for that mount. Oh my gosh. It could be like the golden era of, of amazing yeah. digital photography that we have yet to yet to see. And you know? it could come, turn out great in their first try, or it could be something that version Mark II, Mark III I need to get, right. but not the Mark One. Right. So photographers... Where do you buy quality? Where can you invest in quality and return immediately onto that investment mm. and have that investment last the longest? Where is it, Brendan? Probably. I know what I'm thinking, but I, can you I, guess what I'm thinking? I think you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. And what are you thinking what I'm thinking? No, I'm thinking what I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking you're thinking what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's version, a version of the world. We've done it better before in the past. So like, how's it go? Or, Basically, they're joking about this woman that they're falling in love with. And he's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? He's like, no, I'm thinking what I'm thinking. So you're not thinking what I'm thinking? No, because you're thinking I'm thinking what you're thinking. <laughs> no, because you're thinking I'm thinking what you're thinking. Oh, my gosh. We love Flight of the Concords. And I know you're not enjoying this right now. So we'll move on. But I think are you're you thinking, thinking what I'm thinking? Workshops. 
right? No. No? I'm thinking like people, now, other photographers are with education. Learning, tutorials, absolutely. Yeah. That you get quality and you learn and that will never die. So but what do you think? there's then? techniques that will update. Lenses. Oh, definitely lenses. Sure, lenses. sure. And but like we just said, mounts is, mount, I mean, Canon's going to change, it's changing mounts. They're going to start investing heavily. That is the only reason why your right? lens isn't an ultimate every. Even when you Nikon look at my did, transition though right? from 70D to 60 to this, I could use any you can use the same lenses, frame yeah. lens in yeah. each of those camera bodies. Yes. And so the longest lasting best return on my investment for quality is Your buying lens definitely, good glass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good glass. So, so like, so people in the audience, if you're got your camera system, you're set, you're like, I'm not going to upgrade my body for at least three years. Then your biggest investment. Yes. Is going to be lenses. We just went to Sigma and saw them at uh, picture line. Uh, they had a rep, a rep there at picture line. And uh, the Sigma guy busted all kinds of lenses. I put on the 105 monster millimeter, really? 105 millimeter monster. I mean, seriously, oh. this thing was, it made the 14 millimeter look small. Really? It was freaking crazy. This is like big, stubby, <sighs> huge glass in the front. I and I just set it on my camera and I started taking some pictures. I'm like, dude, this thing is awesome. Now this stubby glass, does it have any way to do screw on filters or is it just really yes but it needs to be like hoods. 92 millimeter screw on filters i hate that kind of crap it's massive it's it's screw screw on but it was massive okay still screw on yeah it's less than 150 millimeter yes. square that we had to throw on our tamron yes. so i guess i can't complain too much yeah yeah um so just testing out the 105 that was new and then they have a they had the brand new i want to say it's 17 to 24 there's a new lens that they that zoom lens they just had like crazy accolades for like it's their sharpest lens and then the guy was telling us about the 40 millimeter that's going to come out next year so the 40 millimeter prime lens that's going to be their it's so far they've tested in every aspect they think it's like their most perfect lens so far and they're going to take this lens and it's going to be their top of the line benchmark so every other lens they build they're going to compare it to this 40 millimeter really that they're building yeah Ooh. So that, that was really cool to talk to this guy and get some good inside information. And, and man, Sigma, man, I'm telling you, they were really kind of cheesy about 10, 15, 20 years ago. Holy cow. It's a different story now. They have top of the line glass now. They really are competing with the L glass. It's true. I mean, when I think about making an investment in some glass, the 14 millimeter Sigma <sighs> comes to mind oh, yeah. first every time. Yeah. But when it comes to price, for those that are more price conscious, Drew and I had a lot of back and forth. And he said 20 millimeter is almost half the price. It's just as fast. And you just, yeah, you lose a little bit of width, but it's smaller. You're talking about going away from Sigma or going no, away with from the Sigma, with the, the Sigma 20 millimeter. millimeter. Yeah, with the 20 millimeter versus the 14 millimeter. Now, the oh, 14 millimeter okay, is awesome, the but the 20 millimeter is literally almost half the price. Really? Yeah. What was the f-stop on that 20 millimeter? It's like a 1.4 or 1.8. It's just like, it's almost exactly like the 14. It's just uh, a little bit narrower. It's just not as wide angle. And so Drew's just like, I'm going to get the 20, man, because I'm I'm going to save half the money. It's going to be way lighter. It's smaller. It's a smaller lens. It's just as fast. He's like, it's a win-win. I'm like, that's actually pretty good. That's point. an interesting suggestion. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about how in my Tamron versus Rokinon days mm-hmm. and thinking about going from the 14 millimeter to a 20 millimeter, 20 mm-hmm. millimeters plenty wide for right. astrophotography. Right. Especially on a full frame, right? I mean, it's yes. good. And I think about that 20 millimeter Sigma, I can only imagine 
autofocus, communication with the camera, mm-hmm. all capable, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me just give a quick story and then you give a story about your lens quality world. Okay. In my experience, I, I kind of came into this without any gear at all, so I didn't have a lot of money beyond buying my body. I paid for the camera body, and I wanted to get something for Astro, so I got the very inexpensive 24-millimeter Rokinon. Right. And I really got the first one that I could find that was used, got it, and I've been using it ever since. Okay. I haven't noticed crazy problems that people complain about, and it's possible that mine is starting to show that. I can see a little more coma. I can mm. see a little bit here, and maybe it was always like that, but I just didn't. I just didn't know right, what I maybe, didn't have. Maybe. I, I had as sharp as focus as I could expect, and it was working well enough, and I just stopped it down at F2, and it was even better. And so right, right. that 24 millimeter Rokinon, other than that and the kit lens, was all that I had. So then trying to get better and grow in my Milky Way, we came across to hang out with a buddy of ours that we didn't know would become one of our favorite buddies and, and become a buddy at all. Right. We were so lucky that Royce Bear showed up at Mirror Lake, and he shows off that really awesome bulbous front element. Oh, yeah. And when he shows the view that he had versus what I was seeing at 24 millimeter, He's like, look, it looks like, like a 15. Oh, I've got to get that lens. <laughs> yeah. He's the author of the book that I just bought on Milky Way photography. That's the lens he has out. Mm-hmm. That's the lens I want. And so there was definite bias once the Tamron arrived that I bought. Right. It's like, it's the lens that Royce had. I know it's good. And I wasn't looking at my Rokinon images versus my Tamron images. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. just thinking, I got the lens that Royce got. I'm good. Right. I have purchased a used Rokinon. I have purchased a used Tamron, and I had got only lenses that I still own to today are those two lenses. Okay. Because I do so You're much Milky the rest Way. From me, aren't you? <laughs> I borrow I borrow the fifty millimeter from you, and right now I am borrowing the hundred millimeter yeah. for a, for a macro. But uh, I just been renting everything else that I've used. Any yeah, telephoto yeah. I've ever used, I rented. Whenever I used the sixteen to thirty five, I rented it, mm-hmm. and so I've just been paying that money once in a while. Because we do this as a business, it's a business expense. Right. I can get away with that and rent as I need and have multiple lenses in my arsenal at a time for the same price of buying, you know, one lens a year. Right. I guess right. It basically it gives me like six hundred to eight hundred dollars of budget. And that's for a whole other discussion as buy or rent. How many times you want yeah. to use this? I mean, it's like, yeah, there's a totally whole other discussion. There. I think it has worked really well for me. Instead of buying a new lens every year and needing to like change, I've had four or five different lenses a year that I've been able to rent mm-hmm. and use on outings. And so I think it's been a win. I think it's yeah, been yeah. a complete win in the end. But then this last July or June, when we did the Milky Way chase, I wanted to keep consistent. And I decided in the beginning, I just want to use the Rokinon this time for the big aperture. Mm. I had just talked a lot about it in the earlier year for my Milky Way course. I've been talking about that big old fat aperture. And I was thinking, you know, I need to use it more. Talking to Eric Benedetti, talking about the aperture that he recommended. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Just let more light in, right? I'm going to let more light in. Yeah. And for my June Milky Ways, I'm going to pick one of my two lenses. I'm going to pick the Rokinon and stick with it. Sticking with that helped me realize just the quality that that prime 24 millimeter 
meter has with the big old aperture that mm. how it changed especially when i saw your may milky way over escalante mm-hmm. and you did the 50 millimeter 1.2 the comparison of that to your um to my 2.8 tamron, tamron mm. is so stark the difference the quality of the texture inside the brightest part of the core is such a stark difference that's what really hit home for me that when it comes to quality my rokinon had better quality than my tamron yes tamron was the lens that royce was using but when i see the differences and pull the most out that i can like i went to the through all my oregon shots and i brought the tamron because i needed a landscape lens Mm -hmm. so i didn't use the rokinon i kept it at home and in all of my Oregon shots, I wished I had my Rokinon because mm. it was Milky Way only for that whole week. We didn't do much of a landscape. True, true. And so I should have just brought it. It wouldn't have been a waste of weight in my airport bag, you know? Yeah, Knowing yeah. that I was going to the airplane in the airport, I wanted to make it light. So I have seen on the edges the difference between the Tamron and the Rokinon. I have seen the difference in the core and how I can expose for a different setting thanks to having better glass. Mm. And so the quality of that Rokinon, despite possibly not even being the best quality 24 millimeter Rokinon, Rokinon out there, right. it's better than my Tamron. And Just so because I, it's a prime, because it has better optics yes. because it's a prime. Yeah, Because it's a prime, then it doesn't communicate my camera. It doesn't let me autofocus. I can't use it for landscape. Right, That's right. why That's fine. the Tamron yeah. still fantastic. Sure. It's just when the in the side by side competition, the quality wins in the Rokinon. Interesting. Yeah. And so I have found myself realizing my 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 bias that I had because it was what Royce had that night and mm-hmm. it looked awesome and I liked the wide wide angle of fifteen millimeter. Right. But then I when I looked at it closer, the quality was with the Rokinon and doing a panel when I need a larger image. Just do a panel. Right. And that's okay. And it has always stitched. It's always worked well to do a pano. Mm-hmm. It's just harder to build a composition in a pano. Like keep that in your head. Okay, here's how the composition will work versus just having one single frame. It's so much easier on the Tamron. Right. So right. when I think about quality and in this discussion, I think lenses are where I can invest the most. And I really loved having a larger aperture. And so my next investments are going to be anything F2 or greater F-stop lenses I'm going to get the 14 millimeter. I'm going to get another Rokinon 24 millimeter. I'm going to get the 16 millimeter Rokinon. Mm. That's F2, I think, or F1.8. Do you have an F2? I think it's F2, 16 millimeter. And then you just told me another Sigma that sounds like I need to get because 20 would be even wider than the 24 millimeter. Mm -hmm. It's prime and it's Sigma. That's very promising. I'm excited about that. Sigma glass is beautiful. I mean, when we were there, and I'm going to do a quick look up real fast just to make sure I've got my numbers right. 20 millimeter... 1.4. 1.4. So while he's look, oh, it is 1.4. 1. 1. So yeah, I mean, it is a uh, a beautiful lens, and even on Amazon, it's 4.3 uh, out of five, which oh, is the rating which is pretty good. Five? And then B and H is 4.7. It so. could turn out that the coma is terrible, but it's not most likely. Uh, I don't think so because I think Sigma is really starting to focus on those kind of areas and those issues, and and really correcting for that. I mean, even the new ta- new Tamron just came out, the G2. Mm-hmm. And so that 15 to 30 has been upgraded. And apparently th- from the pictures I've seen on the website, the corners way, way sharper. So if the corners are way sharper, you can only imagine the middle is going to be even better. So we really have to take the G2 out for a spin and compare it to our old lenses and see maybe the G2 is a great upgrade. And maybe yes. uh, that's where we can 
you know, if we, we, we do really like that lens and maybe it's even better for Astro now than it was the last generation. So. I know I need to test the G2 to see how it compares yeah. and just know for myself, but my investment would be a 16 to 35. Mm, I want Canon that Mark uh, three. Yeah. I want that mm. 16 to 35 Mark three Canon. It's really expensive, but I but want a, a screw lens. on lens landscape yeah. lens. Yeah. I want a screw on filter landscape lens. Yeah. And so the Tamron and I have will probably be the last, um, 1530 that I have for Astro. Yeah. And I'll focus on the 1635 for Astro if I need to. Otherwise it's a great I'll be using my lens. Sigma lenses and my right. Rokinon lenses. Right. Cause that's where I'm going to put my money. Yes, I could get a Sony mirrorless. Yes, I could possibly invest in this 300,000 megapixel uh, Canon camera that's coming out. Rumors mm. have it's like at 70 or something. 75 maybe, 75 megapixel. So yeah, I could we'll invest see. in buying another body, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to till I buy more glass. I mean, that's a decent investment. That's really, that will be your biggest payoff um, besides education, I guess, that I can maybe talk about for a minute. That's the, that's the thing that came to my mind is... Uh, you know, things like the create photography retreat or the nightscaper retreat. There's the kind of places though, when you go to conferences and that's the kind of places that you can do more than just like YouTube, do more than just get eBooks, but actually be there, talk to people that are instructing you, hang out with them. So much value in that. And it's not just the fact that someone shows you where to point your camera. You're going to find out that conditions change and conditions make you adapt and mm-hmm. that's where you get strong because you have to see what you would do in that scenario and you have to take a bunch of bad pictures to get a good picture. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about yeah. my Milky Way shots tonight from Thor's Well over there and Secret Beach and they're, mm-hmm. they're just okay. They really yeah. are. There's yeah. things that can be better there and now having taken some bad Milky Ways there, I'm ready to take a great Milky Way. In the right, future. right. It's true. With experience comes you know, greater knowledge and you can really plan your trip better next time. That happens to me almost every time. Like I go home yeah. and I look at these pictures. I'm like, huh, I thought these were going to turn out better. I know what to do next time. I can do better. I can do better next time. So that, yeah, like I said, visiting, like we said, a earlier, earlier podcast, visiting the same location more than once. Yeah. Totally doable. Totally doable because you end up with a better shot each time. So yeah. And so we wanted to emphasize quality today because of the really right stuff and the quality that you guys can try and achieve. Where yeah. can you push your quality? And mentioned, Brendan mentioned education, and I want to add on to that with online tutorials. There's people out there oh, sure, like sure. Nick Page and um, Sean Bagshaw, Greg Lumen, Greg, he does Lumenzia, but what's his last name? Lumens? Why can't I think of it, Greg? Greg Le... I, can't. I don't know his last Greg name. Greg Benz. Is it? Benz, yeah. And okay. he does Lumenzia because like luminosity masking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but his name is Benz. That's what threw me way off. Greg Benz, these guys have some really good tutorials. Ted Gore has a yeah, really good for tutorial. Your, yeah, to do your post-processing, sure. And sure. learn Photoshop and learn post-processing. I mean, we have Wayne Pinkson who's talked to us recently. Oh, yeah. And even just Royce Bear in private, we've talked about post-processing and the effort that these guys go through to take the sky out from the foreground, post-process a a special way for the sky alone, Mm -hmm. really get it singing, and then bring it back to the foreground. If you could get get Eric Benedetti's Star Tracker tutorial, Mm -hmm. he teaches how to handle a foreground mask very, very well, and the challenges of trees and other elements that really get in the way. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so there's just techniques to your Milky Way post-processing. 
I was talking to Phil Sisto, one of our listeners and buddies. Mm-hmm. He said what he learned from Eric Benedetti's post-processing changed his Milky Way post-processing. Nice. Even though it was focused towards a Star Tracker side. Right. There's elements of what Eric Benedetti does and the extra effort and quality he puts into his post-processing that brings things out even stronger that Phil has been able to put into his regular Milky Way single image stuff. Nice. And so there is quality to be trained into you that you can do in post-processing. Oh, yeah. Brendan and I talk a lot about the entry-level post-processing to try and keep this accessible to everyone who has new ears to the podcast or new eyes to our YouTube channel. And so we spend a lot of time regurgitating these really basic stuff, but there are areas and places out there that will teach you to do some of the more advanced stuff that if you do, you'll find the quality change in yeah. your photography. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of that with Wayne Pieces interview and specifically is like he takes a specific shot at the end of his Milky Way capture um, to capture the foreground and get really clean images of that. And I'm just like, holy cow, I've got to start doing that from now on because I always want a cleaner foreground and never seem to have it. And now I know what to do to get it. So, yeah. And all these times that I go through and do basic entry level stuff and I'm working with people on Milky Way Wednesday, I find myself going, oh, here we go. I'm at the point where anything beyond this is extra. It's different. It's not part of entry level. Mm -hmm. And so I have to stop Mm -hmm. and I just feel, I feel like sometimes it's boring at that point. If you are to you're just planning on never going beyond entry level post processing then have some fun with a program like uh, luminar or pulling mm. into instagram or pulling into snapseed take everything that you do in lightroom and then export the image and then bring it over to those apps and have fun with the filters because that yeah, brings yeah. out and does certain things with curves and focusing on areas and softening areas and highlighting areas that you wouldn't have dodged and burned yourself right but right. they the filters do and it really brings that something out of your image that you maybe never would have thought of doing and <sighs> don't true. feel ashamed for using a lotto filter that's there for everybody and because you didn't do anything different it can still bring quality to your image true. and it's a really good way to polish off yeah and instagram when i'm posting on instagram i always add little edits i boost the saturation a little bit and i do a little bit more structure and and then when i do the before and after i'm like it looked dull before and it looked great and then like, oh, and now it looks great on Instagram. It's like, this is crazy. Flipping Instagram. <laughs> Flipping <Yeah>. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be a shorter podcast. Is there anything else you want to add, Brendan, before we pull out of here? We have so many things coming. We have an interview yeah, yeah. with a really right stuffed designer, the guy who's behind the patents and in design of the tripod. Yeah. And most of the functionality, of the tri- all, the, all the tripod actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a, what we learned in 2018 episode coming mm-hmm. up. We have a special episode with landscape photogs. They're going to help us out there. That's something I won't explain what that means. Just you'll experience it later. We also have the other listener part of our adventure of our listener adventure out in Oregon. Yeah. Hearing the yeah. listener side of the stories. And then that's the end of the year guys. Yeah. That's all the episodes. Yeah. And with me saying that list, Oh, it has been Yeah. with me saying, that list that's actually five episodes in four weeks so there's Mm -hmm. going to be a bonus episode for christmas and so nice hang out with us come back for more we had a goals of 2019 to start off january 2nd that will be the Mm -hmm. first wednesday episode of the year and if you're a patron there's double what i just said is still coming double goodness double goodness yes time to sign up folks 
<laughs> you said that so smarmy, like like you're a car salesman. Well, folks, time to come over here and talk to me. This is your chance to. This is your chance. This is to your shine. chance to buy the snake oil. It's only available now. <laughs> Don't make me go to the next city. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast, everybody. We really, really appreciate you guys. We have to thank personally Kathy and Roger. You guys are oh, patrons. Top-level patrons. Top thank you so level much. Patrons. Awesome. Thank you so much for jumping in there. It means there. a lot. It means everything to us. If you guys enjoy this content, don't thank us. Thank Kathy and Roger. Thank all, and all the other patrons. <laughs> other patrons that have yeah. actually dedicated real money. Instead of buying that pack of gum or buying another coffee or even buying, you know, paying for Netflix, they have supported Photog Adventures yeah, with that money. That's awesome. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Can't wait to have you come back for more. Pay attention to the teasers for our Monday episode to see if that interview is an interview that you're interested in and mm-hmm. come back for more. We're going to have a lot more landscape photographers going forward for the next few weeks. So if you're tired of Milky Way, which that's nonsense, how dare you? Yeah, bless me. <laughs> then I'm actually tired of talking about the <laughs> basics of Milky Way, to be honest, with the interviews. So we're going to move on to landscape photography. Come back for more. Have a good one. And congrats to the Yance family for their new baby. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. See you See guys. You guys.